presenting to you the interactive space for critical and objective open thinking with Martian UFO produced by Martian UFO Media the best podcast on air with your hearty host catch episodes weekly on Apple and Spotify podcasts Hello and welcome to Floating in Space, the interactive space for open minds and critical thinking. This is your host, Martian UFO Media, and today we're talking about cashless society. Welcome to your cashless society. It is the dawn of 2021, New Year's Eve, December 31st, currently 4.56 a.m. And um, yeah, I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Speaking about the the move to a cashless society, um, eradicating cash and the current banking system as we know it, debits, credits, everything to transition over to cryptocurrency and using uh, crypto for our payment systems to buy and exchange uh, goods. This is coming, guys. This is happening soon. You know, <clears throat> I talk to people about this and. I feel like a lot of people, they think that it's make-believe. They feel like it's not possible, that it's not going to happen anytime soon within the next decade. But there are big companies that are pushing for this right now, mainly um, PayPal, huge company. Uh, Visa and MasterCard are doing things with it. Um, a lot of companies are, are testing this right now to see if they can use it as payment systems to run their own transactions and to basically have their own whole companies run on, on crypto, meaning that everybody else is going to have to um, transition over to a crypto-based system in which it's not like your cash, cash is going to be worthless, but more and more you're going to see um, different areas um, accepting forms of Bitcoin for payment and um, starting not to accept different forms of uh, old payment no longer using cash, no debit, no credit, you know, one of the, um, one of the examples that I would like to give personally is, uh, um, that would show that this is coming and coming to our own local cities sooner than we thought is, uh, in Calgary. I stayed up in Calgary for a week, about two weeks or three weeks ago. And during this time, you know, of course, I did a lot of eating out, eating at different restaurants, um, picking up food, obviously not really sitting in or anything like that. But in one of the pizza places that I visited and when I was paying, I noticed that on their menu, at the top of the menu, I can't remember what the pizza place is called, but it had uh, forms of payment. They were still taking debit, credit, um, but they also had Bitcoin on there. You could pay with Bitcoin at this pizza joint. As a matter of fact, I actually did. I tried it. I tried to um, do the transaction, do the exchange, sending Bitcoin, and I got my pizza. So this pizza place, I was like, if a place this small, 
on a random street in Calgary is preparing to allow people to pay with Bitcoin and get pizza, then um, yeah, this whole shift is happening soon. We're gonna see it um, starting slowly in 2021 and then rising in speed as uh, <clears throat> you see more and more people preparing to, to have to live in a world where um, the payment systems, the forms of payment that you had before are pretty much worthless if you can't convert them, if you don't know how to use them on the new system. You know, the, uh, the United States right now, um, while they're having this huge debacle about giving people either $600 or $2,000, they are trying to link people. So for the low-income people, they're trying to link their um, food stamps, their relief payments, all that kind of stuff into uh, accounts, online accounts, to get everybody on the online system, get everybody that doesn't have a bank account, a bank account, and then after that, um, switch them over to whatever the new government system is, whatever they call it. You know, a lot of, a lot of governments right now are trying out their new uh, versions of government uh, coins, the new government crypto uh, currency, whatever those coins are going to be called to be used on the government system, a coin that they can track, um, monitor how people use it, spend it. And um, yeah, the, the point is that the world is changing very drastically and uh, people who are skeptical of the Bitcoin uh, exchange, people who are skeptical of uh, cryptocurrency, Forex, of all kinds of alternate forms of payment. Um, that is where, <clears throat> sorry, that is where, that is where the world is headed. So let me read um, an article supporting my statements here. I'm um, talking about the pros and cons of moving to a cashless society. So it says a cashless society might sound like something out of science fiction. You know, it might sound crazy, but it's already on its way. Several powerful forces are behind the move to a cash-free world, including some governments and large financial service companies. And when they start, the rest follow, countries follow, and then the people follow as we fight. Uh, however, no society has gone totally cash-free just yet. In addition to logistical challenges, several social issues need to be addressed before society can give up on cash entirely. The benefits and disadvantages below can give you an idea of the myriad of effects you know, uh, going cashes can have on money and banking as you know it. <clears throat> so, yes, yeah, so it will change banking as you know it, the current system. Um, benefits, let's go through them. They propose that there will be a lower crime rate because there's no tangible money to steal. Let's think about that. You know, um, for people who don't know how Bitcoin works, how the blockchain works, how your money is secured and stored, um, if you understand that, if you are safe with your money, if you store it correctly and you secure it correctly, it pretty much means um, nobody can ever um, have that nobody can ever have access to your funds they would need your um your keys your your passwords to get in there your open and private keys and that's a lot harder to to obtain than just trying to steal somebody's wallet taking their cash um stealing your identity even you know um less money laundering because there's always a digital paper trail um and now there would be yeah, as it says, always a digital paper trail. Um, so you can't 
can't clean your money through different um, other institutions and try and, um, and do illegal things with money. Less time and costs associated with handling, storing, and depositing paper money. Easier currency exchange while traveling internationally. Absolutely. But the disadvantages what would happen if we switched to that? Exposes your personal information to a possible data breach because everything is running digitally, electronically. So if the system shuts down, um, if something happens, then all your funds could possibly be, possibly be lost. Um, you could lose everything in a second, right? Uh, it's not like the bank where the worst thing that could happen is they hold your money and they give you like a small portion of it and hold the rest and things like that. Uh, if hackers drain your bank account or you experience technical issues, you'll have no alternative source of money. Uh, even if you did keep cash and keep cash in your mattress at home or in your um, couch cushions, um, whatever you try to do, if stores aren't accepting the cash and small businesses that weren't able to um, uh, weren't able to make it past January, February to sustain the next hit of this new apparent stronger strain of, of COVID and everything that's going to come with uh, taxes and trying to pay expenses and everything that's going to go into it. Um, you won't be able to go to those small businesses who would still be, allow cash and then smaller uh, forms of payment to help you out. Um, some may find it harder to control spending when they don't see physical cash leaving their hands. That's interesting. You know, for people who uh, like to spend frivolously, who can't control their spending, when you are using bitcoins, all you see is decimals. And the number of decimals leaving, you don't see cash leaving. So um, it's a lot different in terms of the visual and, and I guess how someone would perceive how they're spending money. <laughs> um, those with the technic technological ability to take advantage of the cashless society will likely find that it's more convenient. Let me read that again. Those with the technological ability to take advantage of a cashless society will likely find that it's more convenient. That's important, meaning that right now in this time, um, at the peak of 2021, people who don't have the technological know-how, they have to get it. They gotta pay for courses. They gotta take free webinars, seminars. Um, invest in Bitcoin, buy $10, $20 worth, figure out how it works. Go on Google, YouTube, ask questions um, of your peers, right? As long as you have your card or phone, you have instantaneous access to all of your cash holdings. Convenience isn't the only benefit. Here are some other benefits. As it says, lower crime rates. Carrying cash makes you an easy target for criminals. Once the money is taken from your wallet and put into a criminal's wallet, it'll be difficult to track that cash to prove that it's yours. One study by American and Germany, researchers found that crime in Missouri dropped by 9.8% as the state replaced cash welfare benefits with electronic benefit transfer cards. But no cash. Automatic paper trails. Similarly, financial crime should also dry up in a cashless society. Illegal transactions such as illegal gambling or drug operations typically use cash so that there isn't a record of the transaction and the money is easier to launder. Money laundering becomes much harder if the source of funds is always clearly identifiable. It is harder to hide income and evade taxes when there's a record of every payment you receive on the ledger, on the blockchain. Cash management costs money. 
going cash isn't isn't just convenient. It costs money to print bills and coins. Businesses need to store the money, get more when they run out, and deposit cash when they have too much on hand. Spending time and resources moving money around and protecting large sums of cash could become a thing of the past in a cashless future. International payments become much easier. When you travel, you may need to exchange your dollars for local currency. However, if you're traveling in a country that accepts cashless transactions, you don't need to worry about exchange rates or how much of the local currency you'll need to withdraw. Instead, your mobile device handles everything for you with your A, Bitcoin wallet, your Bitcoins. Um, you just make the transactions. So track how much you need and that's it. Disadvantages of a cash-free world, unfortunately. Depending on your perspective, going cashless might actually be more problematic than beneficial. Here are some of the major downsides associated with the cashless financial system. Digital transactions sacrifice privacy. Electronic payments aren't as private as cash payments. You might, you might trust the organizations that handle your data and you might have nothing to hide. However, the more information you have floating around online, the more likely it is to wind up in malicious hands. Cash allows you to spend money and receive funds anonymously. Um, yeah, I know some people who are religious about their cash use. Whenever I have to pay them, they want cash um, adamantly, right? I can't, I can't send e-transfers, nothing like that. They want cash. And I guess I understand why, so that it's not tracked. But if the, if the government forces us in that direction, then, you know, what are we going to do? Cashless transactions are exposed to hacking risks. Hackers are the bank robbers and muggers of the electronic world. In a cashless society, you're more exposed to hackers. If you are targeted and somebody drains your account, you may not have an alternative way to spend money. Um, even if you're protected under federal law, it will still be inconvenient to restore your financial standing after a breach. Technology problems could impact your access to funds. Glitches, as I said. Outages and innocent mistakes can also cause problems, leaving you without the ability to buy things when you need to. Likewise, merchants have no way to accept payments when systems malfunction. Even something as simple as a dead phone battery could leave you penniless in a sense. Yeah, if, if all your money works electronically, digitally, um, if they suddenly decide to shut off everybody's phone for a week, a month, and all your money is on your phone, literally. And even if you had money outside of it, it's worthless to spend. Uh, it's gonna be a tough issue, it's gonna be a problem. And then payment providers could charge fees. So there's already a lot of fees that are associated with spending um, and handling and using Bitcoin. So yeah, I can see this most definitely. If society is forced to choose from just a few payment methods or if one app becomes the standard payment app, Companies who develop these services may not offer them for free. Payment processors may cash in on the high volumes by imposing fees, eliminating the savings that should come from cash, uh, less cash handling. And then, yes, the temptation to overspend may increase. I find that it's funny that they have more negatives <laughs> than um, positives. <clears throat> um, when you spend with cash, you recognize the financial impact by physically taking the cash out of your pocket and giving it to somebody else. With electronic payments, on the other hand, it's easy to swipe, tap, or click without noticing how much you spend. Consumers may have to rethink the ways they manage their spending. And it's hard to do that because if different companies, if phone companies, different technology companies know that, right? For people who may or may not have watched the Social Dilemma movie on Netflix um, and how the uh, social engineering companies basically learn and study us 
and um, um, analyze ways to make us do things that they want us to do, <laughs> right? Clicking, tapping, swiping on um, all of our apps, buying things that we probably wouldn't buy if we didn't have such a, an obsession with the phones and the screens. Um, yeah, negative interest rates can be passed on to customers. When all money is electronic, negative interest rates could have a more direct effect on consumers. Countries like Denmark, Japan, and Switzerland have already experimented with negative interest rates. Um, no, dropping the interest rate is typically a move to stimulate an economy, but the result is that money loses purchasing power. Um, it becomes worthless. <laughs> According to the International Monetary Fund, negative interest rates reduce bank profitability, and banks could be tempted to hike fees on customers to make up that deficit. In 2020, banks are limited in their ability to pass on those costs because customers can simply withdraw their cash from the bank if they don't like the fees, so you can take all your money out. And, and I guess put it in a safe, put it in another bank, or hold it on your person. But in the future, if customers can't withdraw cash from the bank, they may have to accept any additional fees from the bank at any time. And you know, a lot of times the bank puts in the in the contracts and the fine print, they say that um, at any time they're subject to change anything about your account without having to let you know. So imagine in the cash society, what does a cash society look like without cash? Payments happen electronically. Instead of using paper and coins to exchange value, you authorize the transfer of funds from a bank account to another person or business. Logistics are still developing, but there are some hints as to how a cash society might evolve. Um, credit and debit cards are among the most popular cash alternatives in use today. And we're so used to them that we don't even question the um, how, how the methods are changing, how, you know, it was credit and debit before. Now you got tap on your phone, you got tap on your watch, um, you got tap on pretty much all your devices to, to pay with, right? Cards alone may not be enough to support a 100% cashless society. Mobile devices may instead become a primary tool for payments. Um, electronic payment apps like Zelle, PayPal, and Venmo are helpful for person-to-person -person payments. In addition, bill-splitting apps allow friends to pay their bills easily and split them and in a fair manner. Mobile payment services and mobile wallets like Apple Pay provide secure, cash-free payments. Right, and in the U.S., they have Apple Cash. I'm not sure if um, it's been uh, rolled out in Canada yet or if we get to use it, but in the U.S., they got Apple Cash. They give you um, and the Apple credit card, I can't remember what that was called, but a credit card from Apple on your phone, um, and I can't remember what the terms uh, around it were, but I remember when that came out, I think a year or two years ago, they were just offering it to customers, right? Many nations that use cash sparingly have already seen mobile devices become a common tool for payments, yes. Cryptocurrencies are also part of the discussion, that's why I'm talking about it. They've already used, uh, they're already used for money transfers and they induce, introduce competition and innovation that may help keep costs low. However, there are risk, risks, sorry, and regulatory hurdles that may make them impractical for most consumers. So they might not be ready for widespread use yet. Um, let's talk about examples of cashless societies. So, 
Several nations are already making moves to eliminate cash. Here's the proof. You know, in this article, it only has two, but we know about a couple. I think Japan, China are, are making, are spearheading these, these, uh, these movements currently. But with the push coming from both consumers and government bodies, Sweden and India are two notable examples with two different outcomes. Um, in Sweden, it's not uncommon to see signs that say no cash accepted in Swedish shops. According to the European Payments Council, cash transactions accounted for just 1% of Sweden's GDP in 2019, and cash withdrawals have been steadily declining by about 10% a year. Holy shit. So, um, they definitely want those guys. They, um, um, they want people to be online to use the electronic delivery method of payment. Um, consumers are mostly happy with the situation, but those who struggle to keep up with technological developments continue to rely on cash. So let's think about that. Who is going to struggle technologically? Um, the elderly, our parents, some of them. Uh, <clears throat> people who have never used this technology before and maybe are hesitant to try it hesitant to to you know want to learn about it right maybe in the past because bitcoin's been around for a while and i remember um things in the past that people would ask uh, you know why why are you in that sketchy stuff and all that kind of stuff and um they don't know what to think about it right because in order to really learn you have to pay for information you have to join groups and go to webinars and seminars and stuff like that you have to uh, go and find out for yourself but then you don't know information that you're looking at is actually accurate correct um but i think there's a um you know a cause to need for for learning learning about this and trying to get ahead of the curve especially so that we can um, help other people right help our families help people that might not know and maybe not charge them both of their arms and legs like some of these companies and the governments are planning to do <laughs> you know what i'm saying i uh I think I mentioned, I think two episodes ago, um, in the midst of doing all of this stuff, preparing this podcast and trying to optimize and make things better. And thus far, for the most part, aside from my cat coming in and interjecting again, you know, uh, the audio's been all right. The software's been running all right. The computer's good. So we'll see how it turns out. But I, um, I got some exciting things planned. Anyways, what I was going to say is in the midst of everything, I've been taking a side course in cryptocurrency. And according to the program, according to the people there, it's a diploma accredited, um, recognized course. So in about four or five weeks time, by the time I finish, I'll have this uh, certification. And hopefully when people see it, they'll take me as legit to be able to help out teach other people who aren't so savvy with the cryptocurrency and the um, the avenues and mediums and apps to use and different places to go so that they can be knowledgeable and help themselves to to really prepare for this right this is happening guys um, I talk about change drastic change I talk about preparation on this show and I'm really speaking to the men right now because men men need to be prepared they're preparing attacks on men in 2021 for real um you know the 
the last thing that the powers that be want in, in terms of an uprising or society trying to fight back is uh, a presence of strong alpha men, you know, an overoccurrence of them, right? They want men to be docile. They want men to be weak, slow, tired, uh, quiet, to not speak about social justice issues, to not speak about um, anything that has to do with productivity, right? Um, they want they want guys to to end up um, deceased and to not make it till their thirties and to to live horrible lives, to have to pay child support, all these kinds of things that I'm talking about. Guys have to be looking at their lives and sitting down and, and really getting serious about um, everything that you're trying to do in 2021 because um, this money system thing, this is no joke, right? They're they're creating scenarios where in the future. Even if you wanted to help a friend, even if you wanted to help a stranger or a buddy or give them money, um, even poor people, you know, homeless people on the street, you can't help them if the, your only form of payment, if the only thing that you got is on your phone, right? I've had instances where before I'd be like, oh shit, well, I got my wallet on me, but no change. And I had debit, credit, all that kind of stuff. No cash. I don't really like to carry cash, no coins, nothing. But, you know, am I, what am I going to do? Give the guy my debit card. You know, go go to the ATM that's wherever and go take out money for him, maybe. But in the future, no cash, no bank. Everything is on you. The responsibility and onus is on you to control your money, to be responsible for your money. And if you come across somebody who doesn't have the, what they say, technological advancements, the savvy know-how to be able to receive the value from you, you have to hold on to your value. What are you going to do, right? And then people, yeah, people aren't, aren't going to be able to, the person can't come after you and what, beat you up for your phone. How are they going to get into your wallet? How will they access the funds that you have? If you're the one that knows the passwords, you have your private and public keys. Like, that's, um, that's how it works, guys. The world is shifting towards this, right? People are wondering. And before I spoke about how, how, we're, you know, how we're supposed to help each other, how we're supposed to come together to, to really fight the global terrorism, this communism, this the threat that's coming to pretty much just eradicate the people, right? How can we fight against the state? Well, knowledge, learning, the people that know, the people that know what they're talking about even a little bit, the people that have bought Bitcoin, we got to help the rest, you know, because that's what it's going to be about. You got to help your friends, your family right now before in about a year to two years time, it becomes a world where they're saying, hey, um, Bitcoin is the primary form of payment and the only other alternate form that you can use is debit and credit until they get them phased out, right? It's just a matter of time. So that's where I want to leave people. You know, I hope you got some value from that episode. Um, I hope it inspires you, motivates you to do some learning, do some reading, reach out to people, ask them questions about how they're preparing for the future, the very near future. Um, and take care of yourselves, guys. That's part of the, you know what I was giving there. Part of the taking care of the financial health, trying to gain some financial literacy. But everything else in terms of taking care of the body, the mental, you know, your emotional health, spiritual health, it's all going to be vital. All going to be important because this uh, the great reshuffling in 2021 is is not over by a far stretch. A lot of people are going to be suff- uh, shuffled around. A lot of people are going to find themselves in different positions, different places quick. So what you have at that point, 
will be what you have and what you can depend on to use you know, the knowledge that you have the skills that you have when the world starts getting crazy um yeah you'll be glad if you spent time studying and spent time learning and uh you'll be weeping if um if you were drinking if you were partying you know during a time like now where they've taken away the element of being able to go to a place just to drink your face off and go party and engage in doing nothing you know now you can be at home and learn because no one's going to feel sorry for you at a time where government comes and says okay well we're bringing in this new legislation and uh, everybody that knows about it knows and anybody that doesn't know well too bad right um that's uh that's what it is that's what we're speaking about anyways guys you know that took me a long time between two episodes with software changes editing and, and mastering and all that kind of stuff i can't wait to put these out for you guys though you know again i um I uh, encourage people to listen on Apple, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, if you use that. Um, And then tomorrow, or I guess today, I'm going to be putting out the first link for my hosting website. At least so you guys can see that, the new hosting website, and getting the domain up and getting some other things together. And um, yeah, I hope everybody stays floating. Um, stay up, stay positive during this time. Keep with your family. Happy New Year. Have a happy, great day. And going on to the, into the new year, um, I hope that people can can be prepared. You know, it'll be awesome to see you know some protests in January, February. We'll see what happens. But yeah, this was the Cashless Society episode. Don't get stuck. Don't get left behind in 2021. Make some money. <laughs> So that's what we're talking about here. Anyways, this is Martian UFO. This is Floating in Space, brought to you by Martian UFO Media. And we will join you next time.